watch a movie. I'm Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? What up? Mm. Hey. That's what we're sticking with that. Yes, that's a thing now. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. All right, cool. I was just wondering. I'm just trying to see where we're at. You know, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Try, trying to gauge gauge the temperature of how we're feeling about what? What is? Should I bring back the? Was a thing. Yeah. I think it, uh, it's been yeah. gone for a while. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. For yeah. reason, yeah. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? How was the freeze? Did uh, we all survive? Yeah. We all survived. We stayed home from work. Yeah. Tripping those sinks, baby. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah, honestly, um, it was like a big, like, I, of course, I just, I had ptsd from last year and was just like expecting the worst and i was like oh we're all gonna die this sucks so i was like really stressed for a couple of days but it turned into just like a four-day weekend it was kind of rad yeah i know a lot of people felt that way we didn't have any damage last year so we were just kind of like hey let's just hang out mm-hmm. um but uh yeah or like a few days before the freeze around tuesday uh cameron and i were just like staring at the wall and my in our office being like, we need to hang up some new stuff, but I don't know where it's going to go or what it's going to look like. They're like, maybe we should just like build like a, you know, bookshelf wall, like cover this whole off of bookshelf bookshelves. And I was like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So that's entirely what we did during the freeze. Um, We put up some bookshelves that we got from Ikea. And then on Thursday, like a couple of idiots, we went to Lowe's. Um, which isn't far from our house, but there's like a little bit of a hill in the neighborhood to get there. Mm-hmm. And on the way, and like, cause we were going to get like some trim to put on the bookshelves, make them look built in. And on the way down the hill, like half of them fell off the back of the truck. <laughs> it just slid forever. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we made it to a stop, but then other cars were like trying to get up the hill and sliding down or like sliding down the other way. And I had gotten out of the truck to like go get some of these pieces of wood and this one guy rolled his window down he's like there's some back there and i was like yeah no shit i'm like trying really <laughs> so mean just so rude to this guy trying to help you out <laughs> he wasn't getting out of his truck he was just driving by going there's a piece of wood back there i was like yeah okay thanks but i get up there and i pick it okay, up i'm on team whoever this guy is fall. he was being so nice <laughs> yeah he was yeah, whatever. Um, I get up there, pick up the piece of wood, and immediately just like slip and fall really, really hard on my ass. So I got immediate karma. I don't feel too bad. Um, also, like, I'm uh, like still thinking about we were staring at the wall in my office, our office. <laughs> I use it the most. Um, yeah, but it was worth it. It looks really yeah, you, cool. I showed you guys on the Zoom. Yeah, it looks so. really, really sick. I'm really jealous. And now I just have to fill it up with books. What an awful thing, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! But I did watch some movies. Oh, oh did you log them? Um. No. Well, I... <laughs> you were doing so good for like three days there. No, 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 no. Like I did. I say some movies. I literally watched like now, two. Now remember One... the movies that you talked about last week. You don't need to say those again. I, I do remember you talked about last week. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um. Thanks. No, I watched. Uh... <laughs> It's so embarrassing. We watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Nice. I hate that movie. <laughs> so terrifying. I hate it every second. Um, I watched to the part where he goes to the Alamo, and then I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Um, got that. Uh, and then we watched this do- uh, documentary on Netflix, The Tinder Swindler. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You guys should watch it. Um, I don't know if you... Have you heard anything so about it? the guy it? that just catfishes people out of their money? 
kind of yeah essentially it's you know it's this international like scam where he like scams women out of like hundreds of thousands of dollars and then like leaves them high and dry with all this debt and then moves on to the next one while pretending to have this like lavish lifestyle and be the an heir to like a diamond fortune that he's he's not really that um it's a good documentary i really like the way it unfolded and it's all about the women who were like his victims in their story and one of them is super badass and she like in an act of revenge like steals all of his designer clothes and starts selling them and keeping the money <laughs> yeah i just like if um, i got catfished i wouldn't be like yes i will appear in your documentary about how i got catfished well, it's kind of the only power they have. These women have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that they're still paying off. And so, like, the best they can do is, like, spread the word and share his face to as many people as possible to, like, keep him from victimizing more people. Um, it's pretty – it's a good documentary. I highly recommend. Um, and then this is not a movie, but it's a new show. I started watching Murder. Yes. Yes. Uh, Fred Harvest. so good. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch <laughs> is so good. Have you gotten to the Kid Jong one yet? Oh. No, I've only seen the first two episodes so far, but I was like, why is he funnier than like half of the improv comedians like that I've seen? Uh, but yeah, I'd like to change my name like, to it- Officer Bag of Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big recommend on Murderville. Can't wait to watch more episodes of it. Yeah, so if y'all don't know what Murderville is, it's Will Arnett started the show. Um, where he's playing a detective and they bring in a new comedian each episode and the comedian has to improv their way through this murder investigation and find out everyone has a script except for the guest star and the thing is set up kind of like a murder mystery party where like each scene but it starts out with like there's been a murder and here's like what limited clues you have and each scene they go through like different suspects and by the end the guest star has to be the one to like apprehend and like decide who the murderer was and see if they were wrong or right but meanwhile like there's just like a bunch of like really silly shenanigans going on and they have to like improv their way out of these like scenarios (laughs) and will arnett like in his character leaves them high and dry every time (laughs) it's so good it has like conan o'brien marshawn lynch susan sarandon um the girl who plays alexis on Shit's Creek, Andy, Andy Murphy. Murphy. Uh, mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh. Uh, the guy in Big Sick. The lead actor of the Big Sick. Kamel Nanjiani. and Ken Jong. Yeah. And it's just six episodes. They're like, no, they're not longer than 30 minutes. And they're <laughs> hilarious. Mm-mm. They're so funny. So funny. <laughs> well, and the, like, the murder scenarios are pretty silly, too. Like, the first one is about a magician who sawed his assistant yeah. in half and <laughs> accidentally <laughs> actually sawed her in half. <laughs> <laughs> and like when they're interrogating him conan O'Brien, it was conan o'brien's episode he's like you didn't think to stop sawing when you noticed all the blood well and, we had a safe you know word, and it was stopped <laughs> but she was saying no no you're actually sawing me in half so it wasn't the safe word <laughs> and they're like well that's not the safe word i guess <laughs> it's really good danny you gotta watch yeah. it <laughs> i feel like i've seen it i was so there good. you know you need to watch it's so it. Funny. Um, that was it. That was all your watching. Yeah. Well, and I well, and I started watching um, on uh, on Dropout TV, which is like the college humor streaming service. 
their new Dimension 20, which is like a D&D campaign series. I saw episode I've one. It's really like, fun. Yeah, I watched the first four episodes of the Starstruck Odyssey. It's really, really funny. But, you know, kind of just for the D&D nerds, just for me and Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I saw episode one. I'm going to go back to it. But it's a really, really fun idea. Nice. So, yeah, that's all I did this well, week. Well, <laughs> the freeze did not affect Houston whatsoever. It was people freaking out about ice, zero ice on the roads. So, oh, yeah, y'all didn't get any snow. We got snow. Very yeah. uneventful for us. Uh, but I still just stayed in and watched movies because it was still below 30, and I didn't really want to go outside, obviously. But I watched a <laughs> lot. I knocked out a lot of 2021 movies. Watch House of Gucci. Just big old pile of crap. It's just so bad. <laughs> so, 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 so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't gotten to And, that like, one. there's, like, hardly anything about Tom Ford. I know that has nothing to do with the story, but, like, as a Texan, I would love to see more about how a Texan turned around an <laughs> like international fashion house. That would have been way more Oh, that's compelling. true. He is the one who swooped in. Yeah. Um, watch Nightmare Alley. Really good. I think it might be my favorite Del Toro movie. That is, like, very – that's, like, next on our list. Cameron and I – Really want to watch that. This it week, was my so. favorite Del, I'm glad you Del liked Toro it. movie one because it, even though it's long, it's super well paced, has a gr- a great ending. To no one uh, fucked a fish in this, so like it's that's kind of <laughs> yeah. all I need. Yeah. From that's really Del Toro like my number point. one. Just don't do that. Yeah. Then I watched Space Sweepers, which was like an okay Korean sci-fi movie. It was all right. It was kind of like they were trying to copy Cowboy Bebop and just didn't really do a great job at it. Um, watch Barb and Stark. Uh, Barb and Stark go to Vista Del Mar. Not, maybe the least funny movie Not I've ever you. seen in my life. I didn't laugs. laugh one time. <laughs> like, it didn't even chuckle. I loved or Barb and Stark. It was so bad. <laughs> didn't you give it a half a star? I didn't. I gave it one star. It was just oh, not funny. Oh, man. I mean, I couldn't, I didn't like the villain plot at all, but I thought Barb and Star were really funny, but that's... It was just know, not good. Teach their own. Um, <laughs> <It's just kinda laughs> did I watch Gunpowder Milkshake? Also terrible. <laughs> One star. Just so bad. I didn't finish I think so I bad. gave it like yeah. two, maybe two and a half, because like some of the like John Wick shoot up scenes were kind of fun. Like and enough that I was like, okay, this movie sucks, but I could maybe have fun with this. But yeah, it's not good. Those were pretty good, but what brought them down is this has the worst soundtrack I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, none of yeah. the songs matched up. It just didn't make yeah. any sense. Mm-hmm. Really bad soundtrack. The movie's trying incredibly hard to be cool, and which makes it less cool, just inherently. It's bad. Yeah. Um, then I watched Flora and Ulysses, which is a Disney Plus original movie about a girl and a squirrel. <laughs> it was pretty good for what it was, for who it was made for. Isn't that Ben yeah. Schwartz as the voice yeah. of the squirrel? I oh, laughed more at so this much. movie than Barb and Star. It was just, <laughs> it was better. Uh, then I watched Oslo, which is like an HBO original movie. It's just like a biopic. It's literally, you could read the Wikipedia page and kind of get the same sense of this instead of watching the entire movie. Um, then I watched The Humans, which was an eight it's an a24 movie that danny would hate it's just people sitting around (laughs) talking on thanksgiving and it's got this feeling of a horror movie but there's no aspects of a horror movie in it so like it's like right up my alley but like (laughs) totally far like far away from danny's alley to be to be honest i'm out on most things that a24 does at this point like they have a few that i really like but like 90 percent of the stuff that a24 pumps out i'm just like i hate this this is not for me at all it was awesome beanie feldstein was 
freaking incredible in it. I love her. Yeah. Um, Speaking of A24, I'm behind on Euphoria, and Dad's or Cameron's dad changed the password to the HBO account. I can't get back in. (laughs) You can't like ask for the password. I he has to ask. I'm not gonna ask. Ellen's the reason he changed it. Uh, then I watched Strawberry Mansion, which is a it was a Sundance movie from from last year, from 2021. But it's about this futuristic time period where people audit people's dreams. Um, it was just real art school weird, but I kind of liked it. It was pretty entertaining. Um, and then what else did I watch? Um, Donnie Brasco. Watched that for the first time. That was pretty good. Uh, Johnny Depp, Al Pacino. Great chemistry there. Um, I watched Network, which has a really high letterbox score. I thought it wasn't that great. Like everyone's, Everyone gives it a really high score. I uh, watched Begin Again. Um, I love this movie. Would have given it five stars if James Corden wasn't in it. If James Corden yeah, wasn't course. in it, it would be great. <laughs> but I gave it three and a half stars. Is it the same people that did Once? Maybe I'm like not surprised if it camera. if it was, um, and then I, this weekend I saw Jackass Forever, which was the oh. greatest <laughs> theater experience I've ever been to in my life. Oh man, we gotta go see it this week then, while it's still like hot in theaters and everyone's getting like rowdy. in like in game and like Star Wars, like those are like in Spider Man No Way Home, like those are all like event like atmosphere kind of movies. This was just I don't remember the last time I went and saw a movie where everybody was just gut-wrenching laughing the entire time and just, like, <laughs> people going just, oh, no, 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 like, in the theater and no one having a problem with it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, just a heads up, a lot of dick shots in this. Just a lot of full I... frontal, but it works. It works. Yeah. No, I've, I'm aware. So uh, the Cameron Swin Hunter went and saw it and sent us some pictures that he took in the theater of, like, a couple scenes i was just like holy shit yeah there's a lot of of <laughs> of that yeah i saw i saw a picture of the bees in steve-o and i was just like oh my god it was honestly it was so fun and i cried at the end of it at the end credits you because cried? they were they started showing them now and then going back to like Aww. 20 years ago when they first started doing it and they started showing like Oof. uh like footage of ryan dunn who's the guy who died in a mm. car car crash who was on yeah. like viva la bam and all the jackass stuff and i was just like at the end credits after just laughing pretty sure i broke a rib just i started crying and my friend was like dude what is wrong oh. with you right now <laughs> but yeah great Aww. one of my favorite theater like ex- like it, it was almost like being like covid never happened and i was in this packed theater and like it starts Aww. out like johnny knoxville comes on screen he's like thank you for being at the movies with us we're so glad to share this it just goes right into the most ridiculous intro. That's just amazing. <laughs> it's so good. But oh, it's it's great. It is great. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Oh, yeah, Anything that's else? it. Sweet. Um, I kind of watched a lot of movies this week. Oh, I, I wanted, so you watched I wanted three? to catch up. <laughs> no, I watched, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, shit. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I wanted to I wanted to catch up on 2021 movies. I'm trying to watch all of the movies that I think might be in the best picture running. And so I was, I, yeah, I, gotta I knocked that. out a lot of movies that I've been telling myself for the past like few months, like, 
Ugh, I need to see it. I don't really want to, but I need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as a result, like a lot of low scores, gang. <laughs> kind of a like. And Kev messaged me on the seventy millimeter Discord. He's like, a lot of dead doves this week. Huh? I was like, yeah, man, it's it's kind of rough. But uh, so I started with Cruella. Oh. Um. I two. I saw that you lost two that. stars. Not a fan. I just she's a puppy killer. Don't make her an antihero. You know what I mean? Like, villains can be villains. You can just let bad guys be bad guys. We don't have to redeem every character. And, yeah. like, make there are irredeemable yeah. people in yeah. the world. And that's what, so. Just let it happen in movies. Let bad guys be bad guys. I don't I don't want to sympathize with the woman who wants to kill puppies to make a coat. You know what I mean? Just also, let her be evil. like, that movie tried so hard to be like, this is, like, punk rock Disney. Yeah. And, like, all of the music choices were like, <laughs> you don't know what punk rock. Yeah, like that you just and it like was just went so like, distracting. In you went to in iTunes and <laughs> just went genre punk rock and just the highest downloaded songs. That's what you got for yeah. this movie. Or just like time and yeah. place, England, 1970s something. Yeah, it was rough. Not a fan. <laughs> um, and then I watched a 2022 movie just because I wanted something on in the background while I was at work. So I watched Home Team, oh. Kevin James, oh. <laughs> Kevin James, the Sean Payton movie. Fell asleep to that the other one night. Star. Um, it's watched awful, the first dude. twenty minutes. This, like this one kid says, "Ow, my butthole!" like thirteen times during the movie because he's the center and the kicker keeps kicking the ball right at his butt. And that's like the big joke in this movie that keeps happening over and over again. At one point, the, every kid on the field pukes because they ate bad food, and like it's just shows just like vomit everywhere while they're playing football. And, and it's like Sean, the worst. Sean Payton, the hard ass, is like, no, we're gonna keep going. Yeah, we're gonna keep going because we're gonna win. It's just it's like the worst so CGI bad, vomit ever. Like, why can't you do practical vomit? I feel like that's the easiest practical effect in the yeah, world. It's re- just like I've. I have a question. So I watched like the first maybe, yeah, I think like 30 minutes of it. And I was like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that like older, supposed to be like bumbling, silly uh, coach. Yeah. Is that also Kevin James? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, no, <laughs> no but. Because that felt like a happy Madison move for them to have him play. I don't even remember that guy's name, but that's his whole role in movies. Is like, hey, you play the shittier version of Kevin James. In, yeah, like, he's in like. He's ever done. He's like in all the Happy Madison movies. As like he's somebody's he's brother. Is he Kevin James? Like brother or brother. cousin or something? Isn't he? He's I got. Know. I don't remember the dude's name. <laughs> Just, uh, did you really ask that? Oh no, his name. Yes. His name his is Gary, Gary Valentine. Valentine, which is like the lead character from Licorice Pizza. That's the Cooper Hoffman's <laughs> name from Licorice Pizza. But like his only movies, he only has fifteen movies. All Happy in Madison his, movies, and it's Mall Cop, Chuck and Larry, The Zookeeper. Paul Blart, those are Mall all Cop Kevin two. James ones. Yeah. I bet he's related to Here Kevin James. Here comes the boom. Uh, yeah, stuck on you. Which ooh, Matt Damon, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's in all the the dog who saved Christmas, the dog who saved Halloween, the dog who saved Christmas Vacation, the dog who saved the holidays, the dog who sa- and the dog who saved the summer. <laughs> yeah, I just looked it up. He's what are we Kevin doing? James those movies. <laughs> He is. He, See, Gary Valentine sounds like a stage name for Kevin James. Yeah. Like his joke persona. I bet you any. Like I, I'm not convinced. Yeah, he's Kevin James's older brother. It's also but Kevin. He's James. four years older than Kevin James, but it's, yeah, his career has been playing the shittier version of Kevin James in every Kevin James movie. 
It's his whole <laughs> career. But yeah, that movie sucks. I don't know how Sean Payton signed off on it because it just makes him he's look in like it. the biggest douchebag. He's in the movie. <laughs> Sean Payton. Yeah. When? At the very last scene, he plays the janitor. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That and like I just even if he wasn't it, the fact that he was like, Yeah, you could do this, that's it it paints him in such a bad light. It just makes him look like the biggest douchebag deadbeat father of all time. You know what though? He was cool with it. You know what? I bet a lot of football coaches are like Happy Madison is the greatest movie production company (laughs) of all time. And he was just totally on board. On board with that. If they had like if they had not would, tried to make this a semi biopic yeah, and not made this after Sean Payton and just made it a generic NFL coach, like a fictional NFL coach that came back to his hometown to coach his son's like youth football team, Mike could have probably been kind of funny, but they had to like hitch yeah, their wagon to Sean, Sean Payton, Payton. <laughs> and it just made it worse. Hey, but it's Yeah. I would I would believe it big time that like football coaches love like grown-ups too yeah. you know like <laughs> like sean payton's favorite movie is definitely the water boy like for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. yeah it's, yeah absolutely but um, taylor lautner he's back <laughs> he was kind of he was the, the best, best part, part of, of the movie yeah he's the best part of the movie <laughs> kind of by a lot yeah that's rough um and then back to 2021 movies i finally saw don't look up and uh, gave it half a star. I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. I hate everything about this movie. It's so cynical for no reason. And well, it's I don't not think like... you understood it. It was like oh about God, global dude. warming. So like maybe <laughs> oh, you didn't get yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> like you didn't feel just as outraged as Jennifer Lawrence when she's screaming into the camera. Like that made you. But like, do you get how like, like you didn't feel like the anything? media is like <laughs> kind of like ours outraged? in real life to where like the it, whole you know, time shadows. you're watching it, you're just like they think they're being so clever right now. Like Adam McKay is patting himself on the back, just like no one's thinking about this. Like, yeah, dude, everyone thinks this and knows this. You're not being clever. You're not being revolutionary. This sucks. Like, I hate this. But please just, tell me you laughed at Chalamet's line. Hey, do you game? My name's Fire Puma. Like four twenty. Chalamet was the only even sort of redeemable part of this movie. No, like I thought he was pretty. That funny. did give me one of my favorite memes that I have yet to use. But I hope to soon when he's like, "Hey, can I be vulnerable in your?" Car? <laughs> yeah, Chalamet was good, but the rest of it is just like I fucking love fingerling so, potatoes. So cynical and like thinks it's being so clever and it's not and thinks it's saying something that it's not and it's just I, not funny at all. I hated it. Half a star. One of my least. It's on my Mount Rushmore of movies that I hate. I think. <laughs> um, but. Uh, the next day, woke up a little early and watched Belfast and loved it. Yes, I knew you like, would. Really, you just had really to get over that black it. and white hump. Yeah, okay, I was fine I, with it. I, I, I need to watch this very, very honestly, soon. Honestly, movies in color, probably five stars. But <laughs> <laughs> I, gave it, I gave it four and a half. You're an like, asshole. Love... You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it four and a half. I loved it. I thought it was charming and genuine. It just felt incredibly genuine, which is one of my favorite. My, this is my favorite types of movies that like, oh, like this is not fabricated. This isn't played up for a movie like this just feels real. You know yeah. what I mean? Is it streaming somewhere? I can send you a link. Yeah, that's how I watched <laughs> it. <laughs> just text Ty. I don't know why I don't just yeah. text you whenever I want to watch. Danny something. asked me. I sent him like a bunch of links to movies. Yeah, and I watched a lot of them. So, um, yeah, I love it's it's my this is the one that I'm hoping gets best picture. Like this is the one I'm going to push for best picture. I think. Um, and then later that day, I watched Power of the Dog, um, and they're. 
a lot of things that I really... What's well, probably gonna win Best Picture. Uh, a lot of things I really liked about it, a lot of things that I was so bored by. Like, the first three-fourths of this movie, I was it was Snoozeville for me, and then the end of it, the last, like, 30, was gripping and compelling, and I thought it was great. I gave it three stars, because ultimately it bounced out to be a good movie and a pleasant experience, but there was so much of it that I was just so bored by. That's so funny. This just shows, again, for the millionth time, I still need to see it. But everyone has either told me that or they're like, I liked it. And in the last 30 minutes, I hate it. I loved all of it. It's like, it's a total, it's a total flip. Like most people are like, oh yeah, it's a good Western. And then the ending, they either were like wowed by it or like didn't like it at all. Like, I don't know what happens here. I know absolutely nothing about the plot, but I cannot wait to see what this third act yeah. is. I love every about. single minute of it. Five stars for me. Like easy, the easiest five stars I gave. And Okay, well, I know I'm going to love it because yeah. you and I have almost like very, very similar yeah. tastes. So. And I think, Ty, you probably could have guessed going in, like, I'm going to be bored by the uh, – yeah. me specifically. I'm going to be bored by the first two-thirds of it. It just wasn't – it's a very slow burn, very long buildup, but the payoff is excellent. Yeah. So, um, and then being the Ricardos that night, Ooh. what Ooh. a letdown. Ooh. What a God, what a letdown! The, I've I I don't know that I've ever seen worse chemistry amongst a cast than I have uh, than I did while watching Being the Ricardos. It's like they just met for the first time and like threw some plastic on Nicole Kidman's face and said, "Yeah, You're Lucy right." Now it and just, it like changed her face, like yeah. changed throughout the movie. It like mm-hmm. it's like she got Botox while filming this movie. It was so weird. Yeah. I I didn't like I didn't hate the movie. Like, like, it was pretty boring and, like, not great. Ca- like, I got a few laughs, though. I was sort of interested. I gave it two and a half stars. That might come down the more that I think about it because I think I've even soured on it in the three days since I've watched it. But, yeah, kind of a letdown. Um, I watched Chaos Walking. That's a stinker. Two Why? Stars. Why would you so watch dumb. that? <laughs> it's on the list. You're, you know, it's right, a you're doing movie. the – you started this off by I wanted to watch all the movies that might be nominated for Best oh, Picture. This was a yeah. This was started as like <laughs> I don't have anything to do. Kind of snowed in. Can't really go anywhere. Not in the mood for a heavy movie. I just watched Power of the Dog. I want something dumb. It's like I'm pretty it's sure real dumb. Like, it's real dumb. Walking is dumb. And bingo. <laughs> it's just like they had this idea. Is like all right. What if it's a dystopian novel? where you can hear men's thoughts and then they had no other ideas <laughs> what to do with it and how to make it a story in a movie. Um, and then today I watched Last Duel. And, Ooh. Uh, Ooh, what did we think of Last Duel? The, I'm guessing the last, you hated it. No, the last 30 minutes was incredible. Oh, the fight? Mm-hmm. As soon as the fight starts yeah. until the end of the movie, it's Very legitimately good. incredible. Um, the story was more interesting and told in a more interesting way than I was expecting when I thought, when I heard it was like, Hey, it's the same story three times from different perspectives. I was like, oh, that's going to be, yeah. yeah, I was like, that's going to be boring. I was more interested in it than I thought I would be. Um, and so mm-hmm. that was great. Jodie Comer, obviously she's a freaking movie star. She's so good. I thought she was yeah. incredible in this. The cast is so weird. It, I couldn't <laughs> right? get used to it. I couldn't get used to Matt Damon, Ben Affleck and, and Adam Driver. And the yeah. uh, uh, the grandma, the old lady, Matt Damon's mom. Oh yeah, I, sh- I thought she was awful. I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird specific thing, and maybe I just didn't like looking at her eyebrowless face. I don't know what it was. I just thought, I th- <laughs> like, she kept on like. Sometimes she would do a French accent, and then here's a little bit of an English accent, and no, now she sounds like she's from freaking 
Virginia. Like, I don't, it's so weird. She sounded yeah. so weird. She kept on like morphing what she sounded like. And I just, I didn't like it. The cast was weird. And then of course the assault scene, the sexual assault scenes were, they made Ugh. me so uncomfortable that I muted Walking my TV. Twice. Yeah, I muted my TV yeah. and looked away and I was like, kept checking. I was like, is it over? Is it over? But how'd you feel about the early Ben Affleck orgy scenes? Awful. So dumb and awful. Ben Affleck, why the hell was Ben Affleck in this movie? Why did he who have said, a vanilla said, ice yeah, goatee? Who said, hey, what if we what if we like bleached Ben Affleck's hair and goatee and put him in this movie? Wouldn't that be sick? No, it's bad. So bad. Dumb bad. But I mean, I gave it three and a half stars. It was good. There was so much of it that I was yeah. like so compelled by, but also so much of it that I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, I felt the same. I'm still... Like, even when I think about it now, I'm still kind of grappling with, like, how I felt I about could see it. my score going down. I think I might have... I rated it right after I saw it, and I think I was still just riding that high of, holy shit, the last 30 minutes was so good, but yeah. I could see it coming down. Yeah. And I've, I've heard, like, a lot of people, or mostly, like, a few different, like, female, like, film critics that I like mm. to watch their YouTube videos and stuff talk about, like, the fatigue of watching these types of stories... Mm made by you know older men and then kind of missing the point of like trying to tell a story about how like women's voices are like women aren't believed and the problem like the societal problems of yeah obviously it's medieval times no duh like no one would wanted to believe her and like you know this power struggle and stuff and just like straight up showing us the assault two times over and like relegating her point of view to still be up for a question even though like i don't know like all this stuff mm-hmm. and like i totally get it there's a lot of fatigue for like stories about women being victim as told by men over and over and over again um so it's like i kind of go back and forth in my head of like how do i feel about it i don't even know and like yeah it's it's such a hard thing to watch and then be like an active an active viewer in it's like i don't yeah I don't know if I need any more of these yeah. movies. I think once I come down off the yeah. high of that last 30 minutes, I'll, my score is probably going to go down. But right now it's it's setting like right in the middle of my 2021 rankings. Like it's smack dab in the center of it. So it, if you yeah. like that story structure of like three different stories told from three I different like perspectives, yeah. y'all should watch Rashomon or Rashomon, uh, Kira Kurosawa. He, that's like basically like know. any story structure like that basically steals from this movie. I, I think, mm-hmm. it, but like, it's really good. It's only 88 minutes long. So, I mean, it like, cool. it flies through, but it's really, really cool. good. Mifune is like the main character and he's just like this crazy samurai like, or bandit or <laughs> something like that. It's really good. Sweet. Yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. But yeah, I'm, I'm a lot of progress. I'm up over 50 movies on my 2021 movie list now. The, the only 50. Listen, you're, you're a crazy to. person. Dude. Good for you. No, you're ahead of no, me. I'm just because you've. I'm at a hundred. Just because you do right nothing now. but sit movies, <laughs> sit and watch movies all day. Um, uh, but yeah, I've seen most of the like potential best picture nominees. I'm I'm still missing Licorice Pizza because I literally have not been physically capable of watching it because it hasn't come within an hour of me in any theaters. Oh, you need right. to watch. Come on, come on. I I, yeah, I don't know how to see that one either. I. I sent you the link in the email. I'll send you I the sent link. you the link in the email. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Listen, can you relax? You sent me like 20 links. You just chill out. Sorry I missed one. Um, yeah, I need to see that, and I need to see Nightmare Alley, although I sort of don't 
sort of don't want to. That's on HBO that. Max and Hulu. Yeah, so I, I can't see that one. It's I just on two I different it. competing streaming yeah. services. Oh, thank God it's on Hulu. I may never get back into my <laughs> HBO account again. <laughs> yeah, I will see it. But uh, God, it's been over a half hour. Do we want to start the episode? We're here to talk rom coms. We just got to talk about Last Duel. What are we? Might doing as well. <laughs> um, movie we watch for this episode is 1989's When Harry Met Sally. Uh, directed by Rob Reiner, stars Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, has a letterbox score of 4.0 and a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 91%. During their travel from Chicago to New York, Harry and Sally debate whether or not sex ruins a friendship between a man and a woman. 11 years later, and they're still no closer to finding the answer. Um, very obviously to everyone that has ever listened to this show, I, I'd never seen this. <laughs> um, which is so weird because like, I was realizing as I was watching this movie, I was like, I've been talking about how much I love rom-coms for like a while now. I'm realizing I just love the dumb 85 minute Netflix yeah. original, no budget rom-coms. I just love putting those on. So maybe I need to yeah. like watch actual, <laughs> like, actual rom-coms or like classic yeah. rom-coms. Yeah. If you haven't seen, we need to, we need to give you an education in yeah. rom-coms yeah. and we'll talk about this when we, record tomorrow night for the rankings episode about y'all's top 10 (laughs) rom-coms spoiler alert i'm your judge and i'm going to be giving you an education on rom-coms yeah if you haven't (laughs) seen the big three meg ryan rom-coms i don't think you should be allowed to say you love rom-coms because those are like you gotta watch gatekeeping rom-coms interesting i'm just saying like well it's nora efron like Like, it's she's the queen yeah (laughs) runs everything (laughs) i can say whatever i want you can't stop me dude like so many modern rom-coms are just remaking like she i she didn't invent these tropes but she perfected them and made them for the modern audience and like so many of the things that you like about like set it up and always be my maybe and like all these types of like rom-com storylines were just borrowing from Nora Ephron scripts you know and making them you know so what dude putting a modern shine on them so like i mean it's why it's so great. And you Nora Ephron is the Akira Kurosawa of rom-coms. Everyone steals yeah. from her. Everyone steals from her. <laughs> Closely followed by Nancy Myers, but that's like a different yeah, vibe. Yeah, totally different yes. vibe. I, I, love I do Myers, too, but, but it's very I mean, different. But yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to dialogue and like banter, it's she's the queen. She really is. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to them just eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so I had to write the summary, obviously, uh, and so if you guys are ready, here we go. Let's go. This is the story of a beautiful, funny, and intelligent woman and an idiot who took 12 <laughs> years to realize that he was in love with her. <laughs> Harry Burns and Sally Albright first met on a road trip from Chicago to New York, where they were both moving for work. Uh, they're brought together because Harry is dating Sally's friend. The trip ends in an argument after Harry says that they can never be friends because men and women can't be friends without wanting to have sex with each other. Fast forward five years, Harry and Sally are on the same flight. Sally is dating a boring, generic, milk toast ass dude named Joe. Uh, Harry is engaged to Helen, who we don't meet until later. Harry decides it's time to rekindle the men and women can't be friends discussion because, again, he's an idiot. Uh, once again, they go their separate ways. Fast forward another five years. Sally is at lunch with her friends Marie and Alice and explains that she and Joe have, been, have split up after five years together. She says she's okay and they've been drifting apart for a while. Of course, because this is a romantic comedy, Harry and Helen also have to split up. Um, she left him for another man. Not long after, Harry and Sally run into each other at a bookstore and decide to go to dinner together as friends to catch up. 
They begin to spend more and more time together and begin a friendship, in spite of Harry's lifelong belief that men and women can't be friends. They're dating other people, but still spending time together and telling each other about their lives and relationships as friends are wont to do. They set each other up with their best friends, Jess and Marie, but quickly realize they've been paired with the wrong person and Jess and Marie get together. Uh, fast forward a few months, Harry and Sally are dating other people, but Sally gets a call from Joe where he explains that he's engaged to someone else and she's devastated by the news. Uh, she calls Harry and asks him to come over because she needs a friend. Inevitably, they have sex. Things get weird. They start spending less time together. Sally is ignoring Harry's phone calls. Their tension culminates in a fight at Jess and Marie's wedding. Um, we jump to New Year's Eve and the pair are having a terrible time. Harry is aimlessly wandering the streets of New York City. Sally has been dragged to a New Year's Eve party that she desperately wants to leave. Until Harry finally realizes he's been a big dumb idiot for the past 12 years and that he's in love with Sally. He runs to the party and tells her he loves her, and they share a New Year's kiss. Three months later, they're married. The end. Nice. Yay. <laughs> I think I got mostly everything. Yeah. There's a, kind of a lot in this 90-minute movie. Like, yeah. pack it in here. Um, but it's also, like, it's a lot of time jumps. And, like, it it sounds like lazy mm-hmm. writing when you're writing a summary and just keep saying fast forward five years. But, like, that's literally just <laughs> kind of what happens. You just yeah. they end a shot, and the next slide says five years later. Yeah, a lot happens in this movie, yeah. but it, it moves, yeah. Um, going in, though, I kind of knew a ton about this movie. Actually, like, I, a lot of it has permeated pop culture. Obviously, the diner scene where she fakes an orgasm <laughs> at the dinner at the table. Like, I'll I have what she's that. having. Yeah, I knew about <laughs> I'll have what she's having. Um, I knew the general gist of this. Like, there's quite a bit of it I knew about, uh, but obviously, I hadn't seen it. But um, what is y'all's background with this movie, though, Ty? Um, yeah, this has been in my life forever because it's like one of my dad's favorite movies. Like, I remember we had this on I DVD. <laughs> I I have been watching this movie since I was a kid. And of course, this movie was so... And it's kind of Yeah, it was so boring to me when I was a kid. I was just like, this is so stupid. I don't like this at all. But like, obviously, I grew up like knowing all of this. And of course, I had no idea what was going on in that diner scene when I was growing up until later. But I mean, I this movie has been around forever i've known about this movie for so long I, I honestly i can't remember a time where i this movie wasn't playing in my house at least once a year um i've always known about this movie just because like everyone does um but i didn't watch it until college uh i kind of mentioned to you guys some of the dialogue was in one of my communication <laughs> theories textbooks because uh, this whole movie is just like banter and back and forth and like I guess whoever wrote the textbook really likes this movie because it was in a few different <laughs> chapters so i was like i want to watch one i want to watch one harry met sally <laughs> and then you know i've loved it ever since uh it's just it's a classic and you know it it kind of opened up that gateway i hadn't seen sleepless in seattle or you've got mail and then i just like went through and watched them as well around that time yeah sweet um let's get into our highlights ty do you want to go first yeah um so i know a lot of people like a lot of reviews on letterboxd are just like billy crystal is just so ugly and like there's no way he could get meg ryan which like okay like come on that's like a little mean but also there's no way he could get meg ryan because meg ryan is a (laughs) goddess and (laughs) and he's not Mm -hmm. but i think his like neurotic like new york sensibility kind of just like 
I don't know. There's something about his comedy that works really so well. I love Billy Crystal. And, yeah, and his like, I love him. Yeah. His com- the way he can, like, use Nora Ephron's script. I think he does it better than any other male lead in any other Nora Ephron movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it just works so well. And that's 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 hard. To, yeah, I mean, Hanks is right there, but there's something about the way that Billy Crystal delivers. Yeah. These lines, yeah. The way he can like conversate with people is just so it's so real. It's like a real conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, they're like making fun of like Jewish New Yorkers. It's like, oh no, this is just a real person having a conversation. Like his whole like when he goes into the whole like like women and men can't be friends because of sex. And it's like, yeah, this is a dumb twenty year old kid in college. Of course he's gonna say something stupid like that. It's just perfect yeah um meg ryan being annoyed by billy crystal is so good (laughs) she plays it so 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 well um i loved her hair after the the third transit whenever we get to her breaking yeah the curly yeah yeah yeah. like wavy i don't i don't know if it's possible to be attracted to hair but like i definitely am for sure (laughs) i'm so glad you brought this up because I was thinking about it on this last rewatch. I'm like, I don't know if maybe it's a girl thing or whatever, but like for me, so many of like the main characters in my favorite rom-coms have amazing haircuts <laughs> or like they're rocking like the best hairstyle of their life. And when they're in like a really good rom-com and I don't, I don't know if it's like the main character energy or whatever, but like, I always think back to like iconic hairstyles when I think of like, you know, the main characters from different rom-coms and I'm like everyone tries to like emulate those looks throughout you know and no one can pull it off except for like that actress in that movie at that moment in time and it's perfection and like Meg Ryan I think invented that like (laughs) I think it all starts with her in When Harry Met Meg Ryan with that hair at the end and that lipstick like her lips in that last scene oh my god gore Oh my god! It was. I always like. I for some reason I forgot about this on on that on this rewatch. But like, she is drop dead gorgeous in that final scene. And Billy Crystal is just sweaty and wearing like (laughs) like stuff he would wear on the weekend, like on day off or something. It was just hilarious. Uh, the cuts to the real relationships, like whenever they would transition another five years and they'd cut to the real relationships, I thought was really smart. It was like a good like transition mm-hmm. and it like really got to me. Like, I yeah. love those. I yeah. love Apparently those. those are real stories performed by actors. Okay. So like Rob Reiner collected these stories from these old couples and then hired like actual actors to pretend like it was their stories. But. My- my favorite was the Asian couple where the guy was like, I heard about this girl, but I wasn't sure she was cute. So I went to the next village and spied on her from like and far she away. she was, so we're cool. <laughs> yeah. I liked the one, it was the couple, man, that surprised me that they're actors because the one couple where they're talking oh, over each yeah. other, but it fits yeah. perfectly. I was like, that's got to be a real couple. Yeah. The way that they're perfectly talking at the same time, but you can hear both of them and it makes so much sense. And that one yeah, was my favorite. One. Um, the line that always cracks me up every single time is not a Billy Crystal line. It's a Meg Ryan line. And she goes, she's crying and she goes, and I'm going to be 40. And Billy Crystal's like, when? She goes, someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's eight years away. 
That's one of the most relatable lines of dialogue I've ever fucking heard. And I'm not going to be married, and I'm going to be 40. When? Someday. Someday. <laughs> it's hard to go It's hard to go toe-to-toe with Billy Crystal when you're – like this movie is all about charm and wit, and like yeah. those, that's Billy Crystal's mm-hmm. whole thing. And she just – she is right there with him, this whole movie, Trade and Blows. It's so crazy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. She is sharp. Um, I wish Carrie Fisher had gotten a Nora Ephron movie, like where she could lead, because she's so good oh. in this. Wouldn't that have been she great? is so so good in this. Um, I I love her as a best friend, and she kept saying, I kn- "You're right, you're right. I know you're right." Every time, it's it's perfect. It never got annoying. <laughs> that line could get so easily annoying by a different actress delivering it, but it's perfect with Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, Nora Ephron scripts. I mean. They belong, this script belongs in the Smithsonian. I mean, every single yeah. line okay. is perfect. When, when Harry Mattel, is it in the Criterion Collection? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Be. Yes, it definitely should be. And I know Rob Reiner directed this, but like, this is Nora mm-hmm. Ephron's movie. Yeah, this oh, is Nora yeah. Ephron's movie, 100%. But I can't think of someone better if she wasn't going to direct it, because this is one of her early ones. I can't think of someone better to put like in the hands right. of... You know, yeah, I, I saw a thing, I don't know how true it is, but I saw a thing that was like a lot of this, the friendship aspect of Harry and Sally was based a lot on Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner because they're just super close friends that talk on the phone and hang out a lot and there was never any kind of romantic thing between them. So it's just a lot of like like writing from experience and like they make a really great team, you know what I mean? So, which is fun. That's sweet. Yeah. Again, might be might have been just a totally wrong source, but I did stumble upon that. That makes sense. I mean, Rob Reiner has a great uh, um, supporting role in Sleepless in Seattle, so that like mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of love Rob yeah. Reiner. Yeah. Yeah. Even as an great. actor, like he's he yeah, I I love him as like the goofy dad. Oh, you know and New I mean? Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You put him in a role like that. I think he's so fun. Yeah. Um, the old legs on. Uh, what does this song mean? Like, blah 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 is the most relatable movie line in history for me. <laughs> it's like, what do I say here? No one knows. What I that have song no means. idea what it means, but I I, listen, I hear it like twenty times a year in the month of December. Yeah. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Who? What does yeah. that even mean? <laughs> I also just love the timing of it. It's right after this big like this. Uh, this is changing their lives. Like this is their lives are now in a different trajectory because of what just happened. But it's also just like, what the hell do I say? This is so awkward. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Uh, what's this song mean? Like it's it's so good. Yeah. Um, and then the on screen chemistry, perfect. I mean Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan. I've never seen Perfection. better on screen chemistry in my life probably i mean it is perfect and then of course Mm -hmm. the speech at the end is just so good and we have a and we don't (sighs) have to repeat it because we have a voicemail from someone who repeats the entire (laughs) last part but i mean it's just so good the when he says you know when you want to spend your life with someone you want your life to start right like right now i mean Mm-hmm. come on like it does not get better than that when it comes to rom-com it's the greatest like, it, line yeah and i can't yeah i cannot tell you the rage that went through my system when i heard someone on bachelor in paradise try to use it in like a skeezy way uh, <laughs> i was like i want to murder this i'm guy. giving I'm these three people a him. rose because when you meet the right three people you want your life to start right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you meet the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start right now. I was like, 
I'm gonna move, I'm gonna <laughs> jump through the screen right now and string. Now I would love to see that line used on Love Island, but used like kind of incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100. It would be used so incorrectly, and the girl would have no idea it's, and she would think it's the most romantic yeah. thing that's ever been said, and he made it up. <laughs> I have a I've seen this movie once. I've heard this specific speech hundreds of times in my life. This is. <laughs> As this has permeated pop culture just as much as the faking an orgasm at the diner scene. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more because it's referenced so much. But yeah, it's um, great. I love the way you take an hour to order food. Yeah. yeah. So good. But that's it. That's it for my highs. Sweet. Alan, you want to go ahead? Okay. Well, you took a lot of my Sorry. highs because I agree on so much. No, no, no. It's great. Um, I'll mention like um, this has such a fun soundtrack. Yeah. I love the like just old love songs um the louis armstrong and it's so good um the banter it's the greatest like enemies to friends to lovers trajectory of like witty banter between two people like ever it's is there a better trope in romance storytelling than enemies to lovers it's the best one no yeah it's it's my favorite and yeah We'll get yeah again. We'll get into that when we do the full rom com list tomorrow. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, there are many tropes, and this is one of my favorites. And the way that this goes from enemies to friends to lovers is just like mm, adds even more to it. Um, and then yeah, the interviews of the old couples big highlight for me. Um, I like Harry's apartment. I love Huge windows. when there's like a. Uh, I love how in every in every good rom com, someone has an apartment that's just amazing ridiculous especially like, <laughs> nora efron wrong house especially nora efron and nancy yeah. myers like the nancy meyer kitchen is such a thing mm. um uh the morning after phone call scene <laughs> when they're both on the phone with jess and marie it's <laughs> <That's> so good <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that one so much and i just i love jess and marie a lot like every time i watch it i just i love the like honest love that they have between each other and they're both like really funny and they bring that into their relationship and when he like carries out that coffee table at the end of that scene he's like don't, don't say a word so <laughs> what an ugly coffee so table. good what a horrendous <laughs> coffee table uh yeah and then the yeah harry's monologue at the end i mean it's just iconic i love i love it so much we talked about their chemistry um meg ryan I mean, she looks perfect, but also, like, I love her voice mm-hmm. so much. And that's such a weird no, thing. I get but, it. Like, yeah, I love her voice. Um, and then, yeah, I just love how, like, New York in the fall, according to this movie, is the most romantic place on earth. <laughs> no, Nora Ephron's New York is, like, a utopia, like, a perfect <laughs> utopia. It, it, it really? is, th- like, yeah. that's where I want, that's what I want heaven to be. Is mm. we all go to Nora Ephron's Truly. Utopia and we all live in Manhattan mm. like that. <laughs> we all live in Manhattan. It's constantly fall in Central Park. We go to bookstores. Yeah. We have declarations. Nowhere is ever you know, crowded. We meet the love somehow. of our life. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> we meet the love of our life at the Empire State Building. <laughs> like it's that is my heaven. That's what I want heaven to be. <laughs> yeah. Nora's New York. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Anything else? Um. No, I mean, yeah, we've already pretty much covered 
almost the entire film, but yeah. Uh, I have a handful. A lot of mine are just quotes that Billy Crystal says that I think are funny. Uh, but you already hit on a bunch of like the music is very fun. It's classic. It just feels like oh, this is standard rom com because every other rom com steals from this. Like that's so that this feels familiar, even though it's my first time seeing it. Um, they have again. You hit on it. They have incredible chemistry. Some of the best I've ever seen. Maybe the best I've ever seen on screen before their chemistry is so good billy crystal is charming and hilarious i'm a huge billy crystal fan um meg ryan's hair this whole movie like yes you said like her third iteration of her hair or whatever (laughs) is great like every single like scene every like every moment she's on screen her hair is so incredible it just god she looks (laughs) so good um the sweaters in this movie are a plus so many incredible sweaters sweaters. (laughs) so many incredible sweaters in this movie i wonder how much of the budget went to just like getting the perfect sweater just how many sweaters did they buy yeah yeah so good (laughs) yeah i believe that they were friends during the summertime i didn't see it i didn't need to see it because i only want those (laughs) those sweaters in those fall colors Uh, marriages don't break up on account of infidelity. It's just a symptom that something else is wrong. Well, that symptom is fucking my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Really got me. Like, I left so hard. It was just one of those really unexpected and weirdly loud laughs. Like, like I just, it freaking, it got me, dude. I, I lost it. Um, what's the statute of limitations on apologies? I don't know why I thought that was really good. That's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie Fisher is so funny in this. Yeah, like she's so genuinely so so funny in this. Yeah. Uh, I'll have what she's having is obviously iconic. <laughs> the awkward forced double date um, where they're realizing they're with the wrong people is so fun. I just think that's a, another trope that I think is just funny and good. And this one was great. Um, her legs looked heavy. She must be retaining water. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Billy Crystal's insults are so good. I love a Billy Crystal insult. Uh, the Pictionary scene where he just keeps screaming baby fish mouth. And then what? He was, he was like, baby talk? I've never heard of that. But baby fish mouth? You've heard of? <laughs> uh, I just love the guy that's just like so wrong and is told he's wrong but sticks to his guns because he thinks he's right. <laughs> Uh, Julian is too tall to talk to. Just another, just yeah. like, just another little like <laughs> what? A, what a random, incredibly funny insult. Um, maybe my favorite line from this movie, and it's just quintessential Billy Crystal. Like it is just Billy Crystal to his core. Is uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and the thing is, I love you. <laughs> it's just, it's just so perfectly Billy Crystal, and I loved it so very much. Uh, and then, of course, the the speech at the end. The, I love that you get cold when yeah. it's seventy one degrees. It's great, I- iconic, fantastic. Heard it a million times, and like will continue to hear it when I watch this movie every year now for the rest of my life. So, yeah. um, any other highs before we get into? I have a few fun facts. Yes, I well, I wanted to circle back a little bit to why I love Harry so mm-hmm. much. Because um, I mean, yeah, I mean. The whole thing is like maybe he's not super attractive. He is really charming, but there's something incredibly like real and down to earth about him um, that I think makes him more appealing to like the actual woman who's watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that like 
yeah, of course we love watching a rom-com where the guy is like super hot and, you know, also sensitive. It's like, that's not real in any Mm -hmm. way. Um, but like he's, he's super smart, which is like really attractive. Um, and yeah, of course he like, you know, makes these statements that like at first you're like, oh, he maybe is kind of like, like, you know, saying like men and women can't be friends and not, you know, something like on the surface might seem a little misogynistic, but like his charm runs deep and that like he, he can admit when he's wrong with, with Sally and like recognizes how she feels and will like straight up just validate that. Like the scene when he asks her if there's a statute of limitations on, um, apologies, like he could have responded in a lot of ways when she called him out on his behavior. But the fact that he just like straight up, like listened to what she had to say, recognized it and was willing to like apologize and like change his behavior and move forward with like that shit is attractive. Mm -hmm. That's what's attractive to women more so than like, you know, a really tall, muscly guy. Um, so I love Harry so much because like, I mean, he's written obviously so, so well. And like, no one could have played it better than Billy Crystal. No. Moments like that where you're like, oh, this movie was very clearly written by a woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, how attracted to you, yeah. how attracted to him were you when he was in full spandex speed walking through the park? <laughs> and he looked like a grandma. He looked like a grandma while he was speed walking. Like his hips were really moving when he was speed walking. <laughs> Getting into it. Yeah. So good. But also, like, when she talks about how, like, they're both coping with being single and about how, like, he's sleeping with half of New York, like, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's a really, like, it's it's easy for guys to, like, think, like, oh, only, like, hot people. But no, he just, like, the way that he relates to people, whether he means it on a deeper level or not, like, I can totally see why he's also just, like, women are lining up. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, okay, I've got a few fun facts. None of them are, like, groundbreaking, but they're kind of fun. Um, a lot of the dialogue that Nora Ephron wrote, she structured because of the friendship between Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal. Like, apparently, they're just really good off-screen friends, and she would just sit there and listen to them go back and forth and was so inspired by how funny and clever they were that she worked a lot of, like, that style into the movie like apparently the whole talking on the telephone while watching their own tvs is something that like rob Reiner, or rob reiner and billy crystal just I did a lot love that scene. it's a great scene yeah when she's like Casablanca's on he goes channel yeah that was yeah like- i love that the channel please <laughs> moment um but yeah apparently that's something that billy crystal and rob reiner just did often it was just like would call oh. each other and watch tv together which is the cutest shit i've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um Nora Ephron said that the I'll have what she's having line was suggested by Billy Crystal. So it wasn't in the script. It was just Billy Crystal had a good idea while they were there when it's the most iconic nice. moment of the movie. Um, and the concept of Sally being a picky eater was actually based on Nora Ephron. Um, like, <laughs> like I, I guess it was, it was her and Rob Reiner working together and there's, you're so picky, <laughs> like in like a fun friend way. Yeah. But, uh, years later after the movie came out, uh, Nora Ephron was on a plane and ordered something super specific. And the stewardess looked at her and was like, have you ever seen when Harry met Sally? Because you, <laughs> this reminds me so much of Sally and it's fucking Nora Ephron. <laughs> so funny. That's awesome. Um, let's get into our lows. Ellen, did you have any? 
Nope. Ty? Nope. <laughs> I have a few. Um, okay. I my first one is I am I supposed to believe that this man is 22 years old right now? Oh. Old ass grandpa Billy Crystal. You didn't and, believe like, just that? Graduated college. Clearly fake wig that he was wearing at the beginning <laughs> with those massive sideburns. <laughs> 45-year-old or whatever Billy Crystal tried to pass as a 22-year-old college student. Get out of here. Um, spitting grapes on the windshield just grossed me that out. That was or on the so window. funny. <laughs> it was, was very funny, but I was also just like, ugh, that's so nasty. That got me because that has happened to me. So when I was working at a summer camp, me and my friend, like you get a day off like once every two weeks. And of course, when you get the day yeah. off, you're just like, I want to find a hotel and sleep for 12 hours straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like everyone's tired and he just turns around and just spits on the window. And I was like, dude, what? Like what? He's like, I thought it was, I'm sorry. I thought it was open. And like, clear, like he's like barely, he can barely keep his eyes open. He's trying to stay awake. And he's just like, sorry. I just thought it was open. I thought it was open. <laughs> so gross. Um, when I buy a book, I read the last page first so that in case I die, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. This guy sucks. <laughs> College Billy Crystal fucking sucks. That's a, That, my yeah, friend, is a dark side. I know. And like, it's not yeah. a genuine complaint about the movie. I was just like, I have to write this down. and I, th- I guess it has to go in my yeah. lungs. Like, fuck this guy. Um, genuine, real character growth. Yeah. You gotta love to see it. And then the last one is... Uh, How did Carrie Fisher in like six years or whatever go from Return of the Jedi, hottest hottest woman in the entire world, to like (laughs) she's married to she's marrying Bruno Kirby? It's just it's insane. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. (laughs) What an incredibly fast fall! Like drugs and literally, literally the most. She was struggling (laughs) with a lot of things. Literally the most attractive person in the entire world to like. It would be believable that she married Bruno Kirby. Just crazy how fast that happened. Yeah, but just, again, not a not yeah. a gen, like none of those are actual genuine complaints about the movie. It's just like I have to I have to say something about these. But, yeah. The haircut didn't help. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah that really didn't, didn't do her any favors. But she was so, <laughs> God, she was so funny in this. Um, okay, you guys ready to get into the recast? Wait, did we ever do the cooking corner? Did you make pastrami sandwiches? I haven't made oh, it okay. yet because I didn't go to. Are so- you gonna make paprikash? <laughs> I'm gonna make pastrami. Uh, I just haven't. Our fridge is stuffed full of leftovers, and then also did not leave the house at all this past like four yeah. or five days because of the snow and everything. Did you finish so, putting you know. together the Lord of the Rings one? Not the video. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I just I didn't remember seeing it, but I also haven't been on TikTok very much. No, I just have to, like, I put together the video. I just have to, like, do my little voiceover, which right, right. always makes me feel really uncomfortable. Even though you release <laughs> so a weekly podcast where it's nothing but your voice. Yeah, but, like, I'm not, like, it's, let Ty do the voiceover. it's different, but it's send different. Send it to Ty, let him do the voiceover. I'll send it. That's what I'll do. Okay. I'm not going to know anything that's going on. That makes it funnier. Also, um, okay, Ellen pours some stuff. You have to have TikTok. A, uh... You have to be the one. I just log into the Wisdom TikTok and do the voiceover for Ellen. Uh, pour some shit in a bowl now. I don't know what that was. Yeah, see, that's way funnier. And there's some soup. That's so good. Boil it, mash it. Uh, you can do the why can't we have some meat thing. That yeah, gives you another avenue for that. There meat. you go. Okay, but there yeah, was meats in in that yeah. soup. So. Uh, all right. Do we want to get into the recast? Let's go for it. Yeah, I wonder who you're gonna recast. 
Oh, I we already know. Did you guys cast Jess and Marie too? Yes. You okay. have to. They're yeah. they're like their best friends, and yeah. then you have to have that one scene where they're both talking on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my Jess, it, it you just you want the funny best friend who is just kind of exasperated for half of this, but also tries to be like deep when he's not. Uh, I'm going Joe Keery. Okay. I love Joe. I love Joe okay. Keery as the funny best friend. Yeah. I, I think that's a very good. That that's kind of a wheelhouse for him. Um. And then Marie is. Also very funny, sort of deadpan, um, Selena Gomez, because she's so funny and only murders in the building. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's specific. That's (laughs) exactly. Like, before only murders in the building, I would have never cast her in anything, I don't think. But she's so funny in that. And I think if she just plays that character as Marie, I think she crushes. Um, and then my my Harry and Sally are no surprise to you, uh, especially because Ellen literally texted me earlier and was like, "Here's your uh, Harry and Sally." It's Glenn Powell and Zoe Deutsch uh, because Sick. they're <laughs> the cutest people in the entire world, and they have the second best chemi- chemistry I've ever seen in a rom com behind Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. So they're so oh, yeah. cute and charming together, and I want them to be in a hundred thousand movies together. Uh, so that if like I wrote that down. Pretty much immediately, uh, but tie her up. Yeah, so when I was doing this recast, so I watched Crazy Rich Asians today, and this is the reason why I turned it on, is because after recasting this movie, I was like, oh, this is an all-Asian cast. Like, I didn't try to do this. I just went down. I was just like, oh, my first like my first picks are all Your Asian. First- like, just totally out of the blue. I don't know why that happened. But it my just cast happened. is Steven Yoon as all four characters. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> um, but so for Jess, I went with uh, Simu Liu, uh, Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And then for Marie, I went with Aquafina just because they have really funny like chemistry in, in Shang-Chi. And I think they mm-hmm. could do really well as like the best friends. Um, and then for Harry, Steven Yoon. Cause like yeah. he is like he's like my middle America, even though middle America does not mean Korean American, but like middle like he is my like he could be the every the best everyday actor in every single movie. He's the best yeah. everyman, yeah. Um, and then for Sally, my girl Constance Wu. I mean, her like I th- and honestly, I think she's. I consider I th- her as well. I, did. I think she might be the Meg Ryan like right now of like where we are right now wow. in rom coms. I mean, she's only done one rom-com, so... Mm, yeah, I was about to say, like, she just did Crazy Rich but, Asians, didn't But she? then all of her TV stuff, like, her, like, fresh off the boat as the mom on that, I mean, there are some pretty Meg Ryan vibes in that TV show from her. Um, but, I don't know. I think she would be great in every single rom-com. And she has great hair. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> she has really good hair. <laughs> she does have good hair. All right, Ellen. Okay, so... I kind of went back and forth with this, but my, uh, so my Marie is going to be, oh man, do I want her to, I always do this. Um, my Marie is going to be, uh, Christina Milioti. Okay. Yeah. Kristen. Yeah. yeah. That. Oh, is it Kristen? Yeah, Sorry. Okay. I always, I don't know why I always think it's Kristen. It's because she spells uh, it weird. Miliotti. She spells it like C-R-I-S-T-I-N, I think. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She's great. I love her a lot. Yes, and then my Harry is our boy Rahul Kohli from Black Mass. Or Midnight oh. Mass. <laughs> Black Mass. It's like, I haven't seen <laughs> this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you said his name. I was like, sorry, Jeez. whose boy? 
I don't know who this is. Me yeah, and Ty. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. and Ty. Our boy from uh, the like Night Mass. Yeah. Coley. I almost put him as Harry, but... Um, you did say Harry. What? You said Harry. Yeah. Did I say Harry? <laughs> That's why I was like, wow, you're putting Jess as the next person you're going to recast <laughs> over Harry? <laughs> Okay, but that's your Jess. She's, that's she's your a Jess. huge that's Bruno Kirby Jess. fan. She has been for years, dude. You know that. That mustache. It's not even that late. When Ellen sees that mustache. <laughs> you know. Um, it's not even that late. It's like not even 9 p.m. I don't know why I'm acting so weird. Okay, so for Marie, Kristen Milioti, for Jess, Rahul Coley. And uh, so for Sally, I went with... Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, that's a good one. That rules. God, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. That's Am a good I going to rewatch Fleabag right now? <laughs> For the fifth time. Um, it's so good, <laughs> Let's dude. Let's do it. <laughs> and then my Harry is Ben Schwartz. Uh, that's, yeah, he could play that neurotic really well. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Well, he he's worked with Billy yeah. Crystal. They have like a show. That they I did a seen, they did but... a movie together. It, I think it showed up on my best of twenty nineteen. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. It showed up on my best twenty twenty list. Like it, it it's called like standing up, falling down. I think Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal have incredible on screen chemistry. They're perfect. I mean, ben Schwartz in anybody. Yeah. Like yeah, I love him so much. Yeah. He's he's. He's one of my God, top ten ben Schwartz, for sure. Ben Schwartz rules so hard. Ben Schwartz and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, are you kidding me with that comedic power couple? What if, and oh, what man. if the twist on this one is Beautiful. Ben Schwartz does the fake orgasm and Billy Crystal says, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Billy Crystal's I'll in the have what he's having. <laughs> oh my God, Ben Schwartz doing that over-the-top fake <laughs> orgasm scene in the middle of a diner is the funniest thing I've ever imagined in my life. And then just I cutting mean, to Billy Crystal. That is the Crystal. modern take on the joke that men can fake it too, right? Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's incredibly funny. I would kill for that. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen, you did the best because you picked Ben Schwartz. Holy shit, Schwartz. that's so Thank good. You. And Phoebe. God, Anybody a, have any f- good backups? The f- funniest couple of all time. Well, it's funny that you mentioned it. I had Annie Murphy as a backup for Marie. I had uh, Gosling but... and Emma Stone as my backups for Harry and Sally because they have really, <laughs> really good on-screen chemistry. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I love them. Wouldn't it be hilarious if you recasted uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone and it was just like, hey, like, we're only making this movie so, like, y'all could get back together. <laughs> get back Please. together. I know you're with other people. <laughs> But. Like Emma Stone has a baby and is married to another man. But remember when you dated Andrew Garfield? Always a chance. I really liked it. Um, we did get a voicemail this week uh, because Ty, do you want to set this one up? Yeah, I mean it's just my dad loves this movie so much. He was so stoked for this. Like he loves it so much. So of course he wanted to send in a voicemail. I think he sent it and like during his lunch break at work, like in his office or something like oh. that. But yeah, he was really <laughs> pumped that we were doing this movie. And like the absolute champion he is, it's exactly 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a king. What an absolute king. Right, here's Robbie. Hey guys, it's Robbie uh, here to give some thoughts about when Harry met Sally. Um, 
First of all, I'll say I kind of prefer Billy Crystal's New York neurotic nature alongside Meg Ryan more so than I do the Tom Hanks-Meg Ryan duo. Uh, I love Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher in this as Jess and Marie. Um, the movie gave us some great sayings I still use today. For example, high maintenance or white man's overbite. Uh, and I can't meet anyone named Sheldon without laughing a little bit. And then there's the great cafe scene where Rob Reiner's mom, who was playing an extra, had that famous line, that was I'll have mom. what she's having. Oh so and then I think it gave us what I think is the most romantic monologues of modern rom-coms. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees oh. out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle in your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. So if you were to tell me that When Harry Met Sally was a tremendous classic rom-com, my answer to you would be, you're right, you're right. I know you're right. <laughs> Have a great oh. day, guys. The cutest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm Thank not you, kidding. Robbie. And I know that he had that memorized. Yeah. Like he didn't. <laughs> he really oh loves this movie. Like I'm. I'm when Harry Met Sally is not my number one for for rankings rom com, and gonna he's going to be that. <laughs> God, it's so good, Robbie. Thank you so much. That's the cutest shit in the entire world. Are you kidding? Thank you so much, Robbie. Aww. Wait, did y'all not know that was Rob Reiner's mom? Mm-mm. Oh, that's no. like that's I thought y'all just that's like a you know Vigo <laughs> broke his toe kind of like movie yeah. fact. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Uh, okay, let's get into our letterbox ratings, Ellen. Oh, this is five stars. Tie. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> this is easy, easy five stars. I'm also giving it five stars. Oh, yes! I, love I love this so much. This is so good. This is exactly what I love about rom coms, and it, I feel so redeemed right now after <laughs> after Mr. Ripley. After Ripley. <laughs> yeah, this one was great. Um, Ty, you get to pick next week's movie. What do you got for us? Yeah, so I was also thinking about doing a rom com movie because it's February, but then Ellen picked fucking when harry met sally and you can't really tie i don't want to follow that with another rom-com uh but we're not doing a theme month then okay no i just you can't i don't want to follow when harry met sally i don't want to do that interesting okay good to know uh but it is we could have just made it an all nora month i know that he's not yeah i know but still i just like i don't want to follow sleepless in seattle with when harry met sally like that is ridiculous that's true uh but it is uh black history month so I was thinking mm-hmm. about, like, you know, what movies would go really well with this. And, of course, you know, first thought um, went to Spike Lee. Like, got to go with Spike Lee. And it was between mm-hmm. two movies. Um, and I landed on one that is behind me right now on my wall. Ellen, you're going to be making pizza next week for Ellen's Cooking Corner because we are watching Do the Right Thing. Yes. And that, that is in my yeah. cookbook as well. <laughs> do the right thing yeah. pizza. We are going to do that. Hell yeah. New York yeah. style pizza. Now have either of y'all, I know Danny hasn't seen it. Oh shit. I have to make pizza. <laughs> you could probably buy like pre-crust <laughs> or whatever. Uh, Honestly, now have, slap a tomb. We'll slap a tomb. Of the oven is fine. Have yeah. both of y'all haven't seen this one? Oh, 
people. I've not seen. No. Oh, and I get to I get to watch it on Criterion because I got the Criterion for Christmas this year, and I haven't watched it yet. So I'm like eighty percent sure I've seen this. It's on your I want to watch. It's on your watch list on uh, on Letterboxd. Yeah. Are you thinking about He Got Game? Maybe. With Jesus oh, yeah. with Ray Allen. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry. I was singing he got game. Yeah. Yeah, that's on me. Cool. I'm excited <laughs> to watch this. I like Spike Lee a lot. Yeah. This yeah, is really good. good. It is a little bit long, Danny. It's like exactly two hours, but I'm sure you'll oh, be able fine. to get through it. Yeah, I can do two hours. That's fine. <laughs> so when we get into like the three hour nonsense that I just get annoyed. Just wait till I pick Schindler's List or Lawrence of Arabia. Oh my god. I I'm not kidding. I will not watch Lawrence of Arabia for this podcast and you cannot make me. I won't you have it. to. I don't have to. You have to. I don't have to. I, that, if I have to watch fucking Con Air and Bloodsport, you have okay. to watch these other Con Air movies. and Bloodsport are both like if 90 I had to watch Yeah, she had to watch Waterworld. So just yeah, that was pretty rough. stop being a baby. I, lo- I love that we all have different yeah. we have different approaches to this. Like Ty is very much just like I'm gonna force you idiots to watch movies you're gonna hate that I love. But and me that's and Ellen are just whole... like I want to share movies that I love with you guys. The whole point of this show is I <laughs> so, want like... y'all to watch movies I love. And I'm just like I'm gonna insist upon this is good and um... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just such like a funny like because we're all like it's the same thing just different viewpoints. It's like either <laughs> I I want to share movies different. that I love with you and I want to force movies that I love on you. <laughs> kind of the entire point of this show. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I mean, just a different level. That's of how this show started. Yeah. Just just a on rank, it was, was us yes. yelling at you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Oh wait, for wait. Before watching. we do, Doc Ellicott released a new single today. Today, so go check that out. The, oh, the yeah. intro to our podcast so go check that yeah, out support everybody. doc ellicott because ty, ty asked him if we could use the song he's like i don't care dude and, which is very nice <laughs> yeah very nice of him to let us use it so uh thanks for watching the movie with us our theme song is glass auditoriums by doc ellicott please write and review us wherever you listen to podcasts email us at wswampod at gmail.com and follow us on twitter and instagram at watching movie pod until next time i'll have what she's having bye see ya bye wait there's too, too much, much pepper, pepper. On my paprikash. On my paprikash. But I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. You say either, and I say either. You say neither, I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off.